Good morning. Welcome to morning prayers. Please stand as you are able and join me in a responsive reading of Psalm 137, found on page 69 in your Black Appleton Psalter. By the waters of Babylon, there we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. For there our captors required of us songs, and our tormentors mirth, saying, Sing us one of those songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand wither. Let my tongue flee to the roof of my mouth, if I do not remember you. I do not set Jerusalem above my joy. Remember, O Lord, against the Edomites, the day of Jerusalem, how they said, Raise it, raise it, down to its foundations. O daughter of Babylon, you devastator, happy shall we be requires you
These are two fragments from the poet Sappho. Fragment 104a. Evening, you gather back all that dazzling dawn has put asunder. You gather a lamb, gather a kid, gather a child to its mother. And fragment 147. Someone will remember us, I say, even in another time. This past week, I was lucky enough to go home and spend time with my immediate and extended family. It's our tradition, coming from a ranching family in South Texas, to spend every Thanksgiving at the ranch we all share. For at least five days, there are upwards of 10 shedding dogs of various shapes and sizes, not to mention 20 or 25 people, also of various shapes and sizes. We pass the time by playing cards, catching up, hunting, dragging around, and eating. Eating a lot. My family is full of foodies, and throughout the entire week, there are often, quite literally, too many cooks in the kitchen. This year alone, in addition to the normal Thanksgiving meal of turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, the works, we also had no fewer than 13 different pies, which were continuously snapped on for a few days after Thanksgiving. At one point on Friday, I'm helping myself to a pre-lunch snack of raspberry pie, my grandmother comes in and asks with a knowing grin, well, what's going on here? Granny is a tall, slim woman with gleaming short white hair and an always present coat of red lipstick. Giving me a wink, she picks up a spoon of her own and grabs a bite directly from the pie pan. There are no worries of germs or personal space in this country family. We eat together, talking about the different types of pie on the bar and which ones are best, which crusts are better than others, and which pies remind her of her childhood. Eventually, the conversation turns to school, and she asks me how I'm liking my classes, am I getting along well with my roommates, and what extracurricular activities am I involved in. After a while, we're talking about politics, before my 11-year-old sister comes in and drags me out of the room to go play with her. This interaction with my grandmother may seem commonplace, especially for someone coming home for the first time after starting college. Everyone wants to know how school is going and asks pretty similar questions. But it is genuinely one of the most special interactions I had with any family member all week. It was in those moments that I saw my grandmother as her. Not as a woman who gets overwhelmed and clams up in large groups of people, even with her family. Not as someone who has lost all sense of confidence so that she has trouble making any decisions for herself. Not as a widow of 11 years who doesn't go a minute without thinking of the loss of my grandfather and not as a feeble woman who spends her days cleaning out cabinets again and again until they're practically empty, anxiously forgetting everything except that Alzheimer's is taking over her mind more rapidly every day. No, then I saw the old granny. I talked with a mother of three, grandmother of nine, a doting wife, and a loving, highly intelligent woman. I discussed politics with someone who had traveled the world on her own as a young woman, an impressive figure known for her sharp intellect and unending curiosity, who loves learning new things and sharing that knowledge with others. I ate that delicious pie with my grandmother, whose eyes twinkled with genuine happiness, who deftly carried the conversation, held unbelievable social grace and confidence. I got to talk to Granny again. That evening, with my grandmother in my thoughts, I watched the most beautiful sunset I've ever witnessed. <coughs> I was at a lake on the ranch, and my cousins, aunts, and I were getting ready to head back to the house. 
Suddenly, however, the sky turns a brilliant fuchsia color, followed soon by myriad of oranges, yellows, and blues that lit up the thin trails of clouds and reflected on the water. We all stopped in our tracks, unable to leave. For every second, the colors of the sky's painting changed slightly and somehow became even more stunning. The day ended with a masterpiece that left us feeling unbelievably lucky and blessed. That sunset is my grandmother. At the end of the day, one may feel like the sun has nothing left to offer until its final moments in the sky remind you that it is so much more than it appears. And you stand there in awe of what it's capable of and what beauty remains, perhaps even stronger than before. My grandmother may be depressed and struggling with a disease that is taking her own mind away from her, but she is still granny. That intelligent zeal, that brilliant color on her lips and in her being, it hasn't left. And for as long as I can, I will stand there in awe and watch every moment of her sunset. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now please stand as you are able, and join us in the singing of our closing hymn, God is my strong salvation, Hymn number 278 in your Crimson Hymnal. Hymn number 278. Amen.